Hi, everybody. Welcome to the KC Chiropults broadcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping mm-hmm. chiropractors keep their pults on success. We're your hosts, Dr. Michael Perush, and joined by Dr. Troy Fox. Dr. Troy Fox, how are you today? I am, I am just fantastic. Awesome. We, we are in the season of love right now. We are. Can you believe we're, we're curling into uh, the new year? And yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just 2021 flew by, but yeah, you're right. This is kind of, kind of the season of love um, yeah. through the holidays, you know, Valentine's day is around the corner and yeah, uh, yeah I love that. Yeah. I'm going to adjust so you can see more than just my neck and head. There we go. <laughs> so with the season of love, we're going to do something different. We're not going to, we're not going to hit the mailbag today. We're going okay. to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about that because you know what? There's one gift that you can give your patients. That's free. You can give it year round. And I think sometimes this time of the year is a good time to talk about it, but it's something we need to do with our patients. Um, I think in a lot of cases we get our heads down and we get tucked and running. And I want to talk a little bit about showing, yeah, showing our patients love and compassion Mm -hmm. in the practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'll throw out a couple things here and then, and then I'm going to let you take the lead and and work with this as well. But when I work with patients and and the, the, you know, I will, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the long-term and you can, you can talk about short-term gains the patients, a lot of times that we tend to forget are those patients that have been patients of ours for years. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. They're the backbone of our practice. They've been around forever. Right. They <laughs> utilize care. They love the care that they get from us. They, they, they respect what we do as doctors. They're the perfect patient, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we just ignore them. They yeah. come in, they get adjusted. They're out the door. They come in, they get adjusted. They're out the door. They come in, they get adjusted, they're out the door. It's like Groundhog Day. And we get to a point of where we become so numb to it that we just don't. So when those patients come in, you know, I think it's still a really good thing to find out more than just, you know, hey, how you doing today? Lay down on the table, get adjusted. Hey, see you next month. Right. You know, <clears throat> what What I like to, <clears throat> I like to, you know, number one, compliment a couple of things. And, and, and number two, I like to reevaluate them every once in a while to find out where they're going, but that's not the love conversation. That's a different conversation. But <clears throat> when I'm talking to them, I'm curious as to well as to how they're doing, how well they're doing, how well their adjustment has held up or their body's held up with the adjustment over the last two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it's been since I've seen them. And I like to follow that up with some accolades. Hey, that's exciting. I'm so glad you were able to go fishing with your grandkids and the waters were pretty rough and choppy this last weekend. And usually that would have bothered your back. But since you've been, you know, getting wellness care over the last couple of years or whatever, you're noticing that's not a problem anymore. You know, high five. Right. That's showing your patients love. It's really simple and it's free. And I like to love on my patients. I think it's Mm -hmm. great because I'm excited for the benefits that they get from chiropractic care. It's what I got into this for. So Mm -hmm. what's your thought processes? What can we do on the front end too? Um, You know, compassion. I'm going to throw that word out. Mm -hmm. Compassion is part of what builds relationships with people. And if you want somebody to start out as a new patient and eventually still be in your practice 10, 10, 15 years from now, Mm -hmm. um, you've got to sprinkle the 
relationship building process with compassion. So start the Mm -hmm. compassion conversation up front and keep it running. That's what keeps you connected to people. And there's been some great research out there. And there's even a book on this about how, when doctors bring compassion into the process, when working with their patients, how much better patients get and how much they, how, how much in a positive manner, manner, they remember how you're helping them. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's, what's going to keep them coming in. So I think you've got to have that compassion component up front. So how do you bring compassion in? Well, you have to turn all of your focus onto the patient. Mm -hmm. Um, it, your conversations have to be patient driven. It can't be about you. Your treatment has to be patient driven. It can't be about how great your technique is. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's gotta be about the patients. And then the other thing that you have to bring in is making a connection on a personal level. Not, I'm, I'm not saying you have to become best friends with them, but you know, remembering anniversaries, remembering um, special events, remember, remembering that they went on a vacation. I, I'll give you a great example. We had a uh, husband and wife. They, they were patients for years and just like clockwork every two weeks, every Wednesday morning at the exact same time for 10 years, they came in together. Mm-hmm. And they like to travel. So I like to travel too. So I would always ask them about their adventures while they were traveling. And I got into the habit of finding out when they were going to come back. And I would call them up on the phone the night before their adjustment. And I would say, hey, I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. I'm super excited to hear about your trip. If you took pictures, bring in a couple of your favorites. I'm dying to see it. They absolutely ate that up. They thought that was the coolest thing that I would take that level of interest in them. And yeah, your, your patients are a big family. And, and you notice what, you notice what Dr. Perush said right there, because sometimes we get caught in the trap of going, Hey, let's talk about your vacation. And then you get 30 minutes off schedule with patients, which patients don't like because they don't want to sit in your waiting room for 30 minutes. Trust me, they don't. Right. But what did you say? bring in a couple of your favorite pictures. So yeah. we still kept it brief. They yeah. understand that they, they they can't command your time for 30 minutes, right. but yet you showed them compassion. You showed interest in their personal lives. So it's not just about the successes in the practice, but it's successes in life too, because in a lot of cases, we get to know these patients on a really personal level, like family. Exactly. And they absolutely flooded my practice with referrals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So was it worth me walking up to the the front counter with them and looking at their pictures and then passing them off to my staff saying, oh my gosh, what a great time y'all had. It's good to see you. I'll yeah. see you in a couple of weeks. It doesn't yeah. take any time if you do it right. If you train your patients right, it doesn't let take me any a- time. Let me ask you this. So when when you say that, my question is, and I already know the answer to this because I'm <laughs> the same way, but- I ask you this question. So is that the only reason you did it? Is that the only reason you're talking to those patients and asking them is because you want them to refer and, and you want, you want this, you know, busy practice. Um, yes. And no, (laughs) yes, yes. On a level of, I want them to be able to feel comfortable having access to great chiropractic care on a regular basis. Number one. So it's my duty to ingratiate them to the practice in that manner. Sure. But no, in the sense that, you know, I was just genuinely interested in my patients because yeah, they're good yeah. people. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. There are people that we're not interested in. Everybody in every practice has a couple of, they're like, oh man, I hate to see that guy walking through. And for some reason, the person is still magnetically attracted to coming into your practice and they love it. And you're like, maybe I'll make them to where, you know, maybe my care is just, you know, not that my care will be substandard, but maybe the conversation will be substandard and they'll want to find another chiropractor. Sometimes you get, and you know what, I've had a couple of those that have ended up being long-term friends over the years once I got to know them better. But yeah, I, I think what drives you and I both initially is not, is not the, um, is not the business aspect of making friends with people. Right. It's that we genuinely make friends with people. Then we just have to figure out a way to manage that while we're in practice so we don't get hours behind schedule every day, mm-hmm. you know, because and, I want to talk to everybody. It was always a fun goal of mine to see how quickly I could, especially the ones that were kind of grumpy, how quick could I make them um, turn around and mm-hmm. build a positive relationship with them. And and right. I, I was over here giggling because uh, you made me think of a story real quick. I had this patient, his yeah. name was Mike and Mike, Mike would kind of just come in whenever he want. He was kind of an, you know, amateur athlete and he'd injure himself once in a while. And he was always kind of grouchy. Uh-huh. And, you know, when the staff would see him on the schedule to be like, Oh no, you know, I got to do with him. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. no, here's what we're going to do. We're going to be so dang positive and fun with him while he's here that he, he won't have a choice, but to crack a smile. And finally, after a couple of years, he finally said to me one day, I don't know what it is about this place, but I always leave with a smile on my face and that's hard to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, just make it a fun goal, you know, and people will love you forever. It's not just in your office that they're grouchy. They're just grouchy in general. And so it's just their demeanor. And, and you put a smile on their face and they're like, oh my gosh, you're the only place in town that actually took the time to try to change my attitude because they know that you're changing their attitude. Yeah. And it's just a positive thing. But I think that's that's the story of, of sharing compassion and love, you know, and in exactly. this time of the Christmas season. And, you know, we, we, we always talk about, you know, let's not get caught up in all about buying gifts and the shopping and, you know, really realize what's important about the Christmas season. I think there is a pretty resounding theme there, you know, when, when we look at the Christmas season um, and it's love. It and is. I think you can throw on top of that compassion, love and compassion go to go hand in hand with each other. And I think that if you are, truly in practice for the right reasons, which I think most of us are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty easy to show love and compassion, but I think it's sometimes easy to put our heads down and just drive forward and kind of forget it sometimes too. And and forget that that's a key ingredient. It's like making cookies and forgetting the sugar, you know, <laughs> right. Love and compassion are the sugar in your practice. Oh, it- Big time. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to give everybody out there a goal at your next staff meeting. I want you to throw this question out on the table mm-hmm. with your staff and just banner it around. How can we show more love and compassion to our patients? Simple. And just talk about the things that you can do and the yeah. great ideas that you come up with and make it fun. And I'm telling you, if you're, if you're in a rut and you feel like track practice is just kind of a drudge right now, mm-hmm. amp the love and compassion up a notch or two, and it'll bring the fun back to practice. Oh, it brings so much energy into your practice. Yeah. And, and I remember the first <clears throat> time I asked my staff that question, how can we show our patients more love and compassion in our practice? 
and not, you know, upend our practice, obviously. I mean, we sure we could, we could, you know, s- stand around in the <laughs> waiting room and hold hands in a big circle and, and sing Kumbaya, but how do we do it and continue to maintain practice? And that was exactly how I posed it to them. They flooded me with answers for about 20 minutes. Yeah, sure. I was furiously writing things down on my legal pad and we came up with so many great ideas of how, how to actually help our patients. And, you know, one of the ideas that we came up with is this is kind of backwards, but this is kind of one of the, I said, how can we show more love and compassion to our patients? You know what somebody came up with that we do a giving tree that we call uh, uh, the battered, a battered women's shelter. Mm -hmm. I remember you doing that. And that we actually found out exactly what these people needed. We picked two families and this giving tree was very specific to these two families. And our goal was, is that we were going to invite our patients to show love and compassion. And they did. It was amazing. Sure. Anything that was left on that tree did not go unanswered. Every gift that was on the list list was going to get done. And we made sure that both those families, and you know what? We felt good. Our patients felt good. And we created a love and compassion bubble that was so fun. That's not what I expected to hear when I said, how do we, I thought maybe we can, you know, give somebody a hug give them a candy cane, a you know, high five. a high five. And my staff is like, we should do a giving tree. And I'm like, how does that show compassion to our patients? You know what? We shared a gift with them, a yeah. huge gift. So great there, idea. there's some really, that you, you can come up with some really great ideas and your staff, probably 50% of them, it, it, you know, we, we talked about this yesterday uh, and I'm going to steal this quote from Dr. Katz, 50% of your staff probably have a higher IQ than you. Yeah, for sure. Mine did. And me. Yeah. And so as a result, 50% of your staff are going to have better ideas than you. So when you get together and and we say that lovingly and and jokingly to you, docs, but when we get together and have conversations, everybody's opinion is so valuable. Really. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we, we can learn so much. So in this holiday season, be giving, be giving to your staff, be giving to your patients, show love and compassion. And let's go into the new year with a lot of energy for our patients and a lot of energy for our staff. And let's show that love. I love it. I think we need a group hug right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. We uh, we appreciate you tuning in today to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. So be sure to check us out at catsconsultants.com. And from all of us here at Cats Consultants, happy holidays. Happy holidays.